Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm like one and a half glasses of champagne in now. I finished my, the rest of my Moet while cooking dinner. <laughs> we opened the sparkling point, our last bottle for this special occasion. I opened that small Moe Shandon. Ooh, so and Tyron Ty was really cute. He really, he put a little 2022 on it. Oh, that's cute. We save our anniversary champagne when we celebrate our house anniversary. Mm -hmm. We save those bottles. That's a dream. I want to go to like France. Tyron doesn't drink, but I will go and sample the wine, eat the cheese. I don't care. Indulge. <laughs> Indulge. Indulge in everything. Fran I want to go to France so bad too. I I'm trying to pick up the language. I listen to. I yeah, I literally have studied French on and off for years since college in anticipation for a trip that I'm never going to go on <laughs> until I'm like, I don't know when. I don't know when. I went to Ecuador before I went to France, and I don't know why I did that. One day you'll get there. I mean, that's my goal to get to France. It's only, what, eight-hour mm -hmm. flight? Yeah, it's like eight. Uh, well, it's like eight hours to London, so I imagine it's like eight or nine. It's not too far away. Future plan to Charles de Gaulle. But my goal is, like, I want to just do literally, like, two days in Paris and then get the hell out of there. I want to see the countryside. I want to be in a chateau, mm -hmm. go to real wine country. Mm -hmm. by the beach like I want that kind of like French experience like I don't want to go to Normandy which obviously just for the World War II history because my uncle landed there back in the day he went to Normandy so I thought it would be cool to do that, I wanted to I that yeah. Normandy is known for their apples and their cider so mm -hmm. I actually had a French teacher in college that was from Normandy and I remember this guy was, yeah, straight from, straight from France. And the one thing I really remember about him is that his ringtone on his phone was like a Franz Ferdinand song from back in the day. And he would never turn his phone off during class. And somebody would always call him and it would go off. And I'm like, he, he does this every day. <laughs> He's like, how dare you? And I will say, I've always been interested in France because my family, my maiden last name is French. There's a town with our last name and a river with a last name in France. So there is French ancestry somewhere in the family. And we must have come from there. Yeah, my grandmother has French ancestry as well, which means so we're related. <laughs> I can't remember what my percentage was. Let's look at my 23 and me again. I think it was like very small, but there it exists. <laughs> I have it too. I have it too. So even though I'm Spanish. <laughs> so I'm learning to appreciate the culture and to pronounce things appropriately, like croissant, not you know, croissant. You want to do croissant? <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, oh we should introduce the podcast <laughs> okay welcome everybody to the new podcast for the new year we're going to be talking about um, a couple of different topics out there that we find interesting things that interest us that inspire us or you know just things that we're curious about and want to look into so we're going to just kind of change and pivot away from what we originally were talking about there may be some times where we talk about you know animals and stuff like that but I think it's more fun for us to teach you guys or share with you guys something we find very interesting, abstract, sometimes morbid, but fun. <laughs> we have interesting, unique likes, you know, some of them tend to be on the more creepy side, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's eclectic, but it's like a normal creepy. Like, for example, I collect animal skulls because I do dentistry on animals. And I also use it anatomically to learn about, but someone seeing that would be like, Strange. <laughs> Why do you have strange? My mom dug up a skull from the yard, cleaned it up, and gave it to me, and it was a cat skull. It was one of the strays we suspect that was that was she was feeding, but she gave it to me. She cleaned up a skull and gave it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice." I don't know what happened to that skull though. But when the earth. <laughs> that's the funny thing too. Like, there's I think an account on Instagram 
I was following, I think it's like called museums, something, not the Museum of Osteology, but it was like a, a person who prepares the skulls for museums where I always assumed you boil the head or whatever piece you're doing to, you know, melt off all the muscle and the tissue. Ah, you gotta get bugs in there to eat it. Yes, I didn't know that. So I thought there was like a process of bleaching and then blanching or whatever. But then I saw like this time lapse of these little beetles and worms that just cleaned the hell out of it. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, because surprisingly, they're much more efficient than just boiling off all the viscera. The bugs are very efficient at cleaning everything. And then you kind of boil it to sterilize it and get whatever remaining bits that they didn't get. It's it is very fascinating. fascinating. I was like, I watch it. Like, I guess that's not morbid to me. People, I know you're out there and you watch Dr. Pimple Popper and I'm not, I do not condone that behavior. But I enjoy watching the worms eat the skulls and not. Dr. Pimple Popper is far more disgusting to me than watching bugs clean up bones. I cannot deal with, I hate puff. And you know this from the job too, where I would like, I'm not looking at this abscess getting lanced. I don't want to have anything to do with seeing this. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. But that video with the bugs cleaning bones, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I do have limits of bugs. I mean, I do have a thing where I do not like maggots and maggots in tissue maybe it has to do with that um what's that thing that people have they can't look at like honeycombs or holes kind of thing oh oh yeah I don't know what that I can't remember the name of that phobia but you're afraid of like holes yeah yeah so basically like I'm not afraid of holes if I look at a honeycomb but if I see as I have in my career like maggots in flesh the spongy holiness that I cannot do it I cannot do it like bot flies yeah I'm okay with maggots because I actually know like they're there to clean up like dead necrotic tissue. Like they're cleaning up stuff. I don't do roaches. Um, spiders can stay away from me. I am afraid of bees, not like bumblebees, but like bees that can sting you because I was stung. So you see a bee coming at me, I will freak the fuck out. So no, Ooh. but some okay, bugs, I'm okay with some bugs. Yeah. So that symptom is called trypophobia. Trypophobia? Yeah. When someone yeah. is like- Sounds right. Does- like those things. So that's what it's called. If I'm saying it wrong, apologize. Live fact checking. Yeah. <laughs> Live fact checking. I was like, Google, help me out. But yes, that, ugh, maggots, I can't do it. In terms of like the new year, I decided new year, new beginning, time to close the door on any negativity from the past. Um, my nationality is Puerto Rican, I'm Latina. So we do a very good cleansing of the house. We believe in like getting our supplies from Wicatanica and doing a full cleansing of like the whole house and get any negative energy spirits out of the house to begin the new year on the right foot. So we have good stuff going forward. That's what we do in our house to begin this whole like new year's thing. And then resolutions come later down the line. It's more of a personal affirmation. And I think this year, my goal is to be kind to myself and not be as regimented. I have resolutions that I want to accomplish and I'll accomplish them when I can. I'm not going to force myself to, to meet a timeline, to complete the whole thing in a year it's just a goal for me and just to be kind to myself I'm a person that I notice I'm very type a and can be a perfectionist so I know if I push myself hard I judge myself the hardest and it's supposed to be something fun and engaging and light for me so I'm not going to make it a big deal like for example I might one of my goals is to eat healthier and not to eat as much junk but I did have half a little tub of frozen yogurt left over from yesterday and I'm not going to waste it I will eat it. <laughs> Frozen yogurt's not too bad. <laughs> but yeah, but it has like brownies and chocolate chips. And oh, okay. <laughs> Brownie, frozen yogurt. That's, yeah. that's different, but whatever. You gotta treat yourself sometimes. 
Yeah, but I am eating healthy consciously. Like I, you know, we did, we're trying to cook more organically now and more fresh. So if we're going to cook vegetables, we like to use fresh vegetables. Now we try to stay away from canned if we can or frozen. Um, so we're trying to be conscious of how we're eating, trying to eat, I guess, quote unquote, clean, as people say, um, trying to increase our vegetables and lower the carbs with the whole coronavirus thing going around now. I definitely hundred percent am avoiding the gym and it makes me sad because I also want to, I would love to take classes in person, but that's just not really going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. So for me, my physical goals is just kind of like just doing what I can at home. So if it's nice out, I will try to go for a run or work out outside. If it's not, I just do what I can in the living room. If you guys see me on my Instagram, you'll see sometimes my cat Dobby is judging me <laughs> as I'm doing it. So whether that's yoga or a short 15 minute, like total body workout, um, I do have a bicycle in the home I can use from time to time. Do I use it? I guess not, but I want to try to do it. Some more. <laughs> Um, so I do have my goals of like trying to stay healthy, try to learn new language, be a little bit more creative and tr- do different things. Cause I think with COVID and having all this fatigue from COVID for the past two years now, I did, I will say I did kind of give up some of the things I had. I, did, I gave up a lot of my routines, a lot of my um, goals and my motivation fell to the wayside. It was very easy to get into the, I don't want to go home, stay in sweats all day binge watching Netflix or something and stuffing my face with snacks all day long. And I definitely do something more for my mind and my health and change, break that routine and kind of reclaim what I lost from COVID. Yeah. I, as you talk about wearing sweatpants and snacking all day, that's literally what I did all day today, which I imagine is fine. <laughs> I've never, I'm not putting pressure on myself. It's the first day. I'm not going to go hard and eat kale salads and go run around the block 17 times. I'm just going to be gentle with myself. But yeah, the pandemic was pretty hard for myself as well. I did leave work for like a few months because I was having thoughts of self-harm, which if you are, please reach out to somebody like the suicide hotline because it was just too much, it's too much. And even this year or 2021, because now it's 2022. 2021 was, I think, worse for me than 2020 was the added stress. I know in our field, we were 10 times busier Mm -hmm. than 2020 with half the staff. And for me personally, all of my pets decided to get sick all at the Mm -hmm. same time. And so I did lose three of my pets this year, this past year. And it was just, there was a underlying stress that I was dealing with having to manage these, you know, my cats and my dog being ill and this uncertainty of all these variants and things coming around. And I got vaccinated what back in April. So I I still had to wait. Like I know that all my friends were getting vaccinated, but I couldn't because where I lived, blah, blah, blah. And then I did get vaccinated and it was exciting thinking, oh yes, everything go back to normal. I could start, you know, doing things and then all this pushback and nobody wants to get vaccinated. Even my own family is still mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to spout two heads at some point. And I have another one that says, this isn't even a real thing, whatever <laughs> it's, it's real. But as a result of all this stress, like I have been in just funk, you know, I was in school for a little bit and the school was so hard and so draining because I just started losing this desire to just do these things and just push forward with my goals and things because I was like, what is the point? 
-hmm. Like, what is the point of working towards these goals? Like this pandemic could last like 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We are millennials that grew up in this sort of, um, how do I say it? You know, like I do make a lot of jokes about death and dying and things like that in my normal life. And I think it's because of the way we grew up, you know, like we experienced the U.S. being involved in a war when we were really young in the Middle East. We had Y2K where everyone's like, everything's going to crash. All the computer systems are going to explode. Everything's going to stop working. We had 9-11. We had another 10,000 year war basically is what's happened that we just pulled out of. We had, we had this, the Mayan thing too, or the, like, they're like, oh, this is the, the end 2012. Of the yeah. That yeah. Mayan calendar world's going to end again. Housing crisis, economy crisis. We've had this nonstop. I feel like, um, that is eminent any day, every, every year, something horrible is going to happen to everything. And do you need to buy a house, but you can't because you can't afford anything. So I'm a millennial that's been living with <laughs> just the <laughs> imminent doom lurking behind my shoulders for the societal component to that too because I think the reason why we didn't feel 2020 as bad is because as nurses working in the medical field your brain turns off the whatever other thoughts you have because your focus is I have to take care of this patient in front of me I have to do my job and help my job yep so you kind of put yourself and everything else in the back burner and then when you finally turn around to say, God, I feel tired. It's already been a year and a half. And then you you start to shake because you're like, I have nothing left to give. And it's hard. I went through that in March last year too, where I was like a shell of a person. I was just standing crying, not knowing why I was crying, just feeling empty. Like, oh my God, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. But the answer was I was burned out and mm-hmm. couldn't give any more. And also being a woman, is the same thing because as a woman, especially a Spanish woman, you feel like you have to be strong all the time. You can't show weakness. You have to take care of everyone else. You have to take care of everyone else and you can't be weak. So that's also worked to my detriment too. And I had to go through a lot of self-examination to say, I need to start protecting myself and creating boundaries, not because I want to be difficult or, or rude, but to preserve my mental and physical health. And also to examine myself, say, I don't have to give everything to give what I need to give to help other people. And I think that's a major focus as to why this year I really want to focus on mental and physical health for myself and get back into a healthy routine where I fill my own cup before I fill another's kind of thing. Because I know that if I don't do that, it's just not going to be good for me in the long run, which I agree to your sentiment the same exact way. Because me being a person that I've never experienced true depression or anything like that, having to feel truly depressed for the first time in my life and thinking to myself, man, I'm in my thirties. Is this, is this a midlife crisis? Am I having a midlife crisis right now? Like, can I have midlife crisis? Cause the hard part is like, if you want to stop, take time for yourself and back away from something, you're, you're forced to say, can I financially afford this time out? Can I, do this because there was times where I even told myself like if I leave the field what would I do I have to start from zero again can mm-hmm. I do that and that's also another scary part too so you know all these things go through our heads but I noticed that we're not the only ones in that position there are many many people taking a, a seat and looking back on the previous year saying like I didn't have to live that way I can change that and there's a lot of people actually transitioning careers recently 
that is actually my goal for this year is to transition out of vet med because it is just too much. It's very physically demanding as well. Like, you know, I'm in my thirties. I'm like, whatever. My, I don't have back pain. Thank God. But like the amount of people I hear, oh, my back hurts, my knee hurts, everything hurts. My shoulders hurt. It's just very physically demanding job. And I've been doing research to see if I could get a job in tech because, you know, they have these wonderful options where you could stay at home. You know, a lot of work is remote. The pay is very livable. um, And some jobs are exceedingly (laughs) livable wages, which is nice. Lots of these companies have wonderful perks. Um, So I've been doing research into doing that. I actually started taking uh, some free classes to see if I would like certain aspects of tech. And I'm trying to do that because I have left my job this year. And luckily I have somebody at home that is willing to support me (laughs) for a while. Not everyone is, but I need something new. I need something different for myself. And it is scary because I have only known this field since I graduated college, but I have a degree in something completely different than what I'm actually doing right now. I have a degree in English, which has proven to be a little bit helpful because I do social media, I do writing and stuff like that for social media in the past. And now to switch to something completely different in tech and especially being a woman trying to get into a STEM field, it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be good at it or not. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> and the challenge too is learning all the, I think coding is a big thing too. Yes. I have to learn how to do some coding. I don't and know. Absolutely. But everybody starts from zero. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's the thing. Like, and I think that going into the new year, keeping that same motto in my head saying like, be kind to yourself, be patient and just enjoy the moment. Like as if you're in yoga class, like enjoy the moment, breathe in, breathe out. There are good days. There are bad days, hopefully more good than bad and doing it. Cause I feel like, yes, through these dark times, I might've lost myself, but I want to find the person that I was again, enjoy what I do, be happy and create something new kind of thing. My list is so silly. Like on my list, it says like for my to-do list for this year, it says one of them is like, go on vacation. I haven't had a vacation since, I don't know, was, we were planning to take a weekend away right before the pandemic hit and they started shutting everything down. Do you remember that? We like had an Airbnb booked for Connecticut. So I think the last time I went somewhere was like for New Year's Eve. No, VMX. 2019. 2019 is last. Yeah, 2019. No, 2020. No, you may be right. 2020. See, that's how long it's been. January of 2020 when we went to Florida for the weekend. Before I get conference. That is the last time I consider I had a vacation, even though I was like studying the whole weekend, learning stuff. But it's been 2020. It's been over a year since I've done anything and went anywhere. Yeah. And I know they say like sometimes taking little trips in your neighborhood, doing something different can invigorate you, which is good. But I feel like those things sometimes are very, just like little band-aids to me. I feel like, I mean, the last big trip I can remember my husband and I going on was Arizona Mm -hmm. with the Grand Canyon. Going to Arizona and going to Grand Canyon, I never felt so inspired and invigorated by looking at the vistas, the, the various colors of reds and oranges and yellows and the contrast where one minute we're in a desert and we just drive a couple of miles north and we're in the mountains and there's like pine trees and mm-hmm. 
look at the California um, peak in the distance and just so beautiful. It's like, oh, and then we got to see all these wild animals around us, which we never get to do in, a, in New York. Um, it was just, it just felt wild and free and exciting. And the people who owned the Airbnb that we stayed at were originally from New York quit their jobs as bartenders and set up this um, Airbnb yurt situation. And Why they had like a- Why do that? Where do they get the I don't, <laughs> I don't know. They, they literally bought land that had nothing on it, put an A-frame on there, had a compost toilet. I don't know where they pumped the water from, I forget. But they, they, they made a little farm. And then next to this little farm, they made these three yurts and rented them out to people to stay. And it was just lovely. And I'd never got to see- the Milky Way before, like I did there, I never got to enjoy a true dark sky until I went there and saw a dark sky and saw all the stars. Yeah. It's amazing how many stars there are, right? <laughs> it is. And just like hearing the, just the sounds of nature, because nature truly is healing and just getting away. The city is, is just so, when you're young and you're in your twenties, the city's amazing. It's like, yeah, lie, let's dance, let's party, let's drink, let's, you know, have fun. Then you come to a point where it's just, you're in this rat race, this wheel. And you just find yourself running in the wheel. And you're kind of like, how did I get on here? How do I get off? And I think I'm in that point in my life where I want something more quieter, more serene, more inviting, more naturally wondrous that there are things we see in movies, but you can see for yourself. Because when you're there in person, it truly inspires me. And I love that feeling because as a photographer, it's what I do on the side. I never felt so inspired to like photograph certain things and see things through my lens and challenge myself creatively it was just I don't know they always say there's some kind of like grid lines underneath that area that oh me. yeah I've heard about those energy <laughs> lines out in like Sedona it's more Sedona but I don't know if it goes through everywhere else but I felt it when I was there because I even said to my husband I was like I've never felt so inspired in so long this is amazing and it, I love that's why I love travel and I definitely want to try to do that that's nice I where did I go that was naturey we went to upstate New York to go visit the caverns. So we went down there and took a boat ride through the caverns. That was pretty neat, seeing all the the formations of all the minerals and everything. And it was very cool. And it was just like traveling upstate is so nice too. It's just these long roads, these small towns, because we always take the scenic routes up there. It is just peaceful and quiet. And I'm always, how do people get up here? How do they, what do they do to get up here and live in these they just work from home in tech. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, but it's just like pleasant. I mean, I don't live in the city. I live in what I guess is for this region is called the suburbs mm-hmm. and it's quiet. It's got nature. I mean, we took the dog for a hike at the preserve um, near me and it's just, it's just quiet. It's just birds, just you on the grass making noise and it's just quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's just very nice. I'm lucky that I get to be in these parks and everything. And it's, you can hear nature, but I was always that person. I never liked to go to the city when I was young. So I was always afraid of New York. I was like, get out of here. I'm not going in there by myself. Yeah, I do like investigating a city, like, you know, through going to conferences in the past, I get to experience another city. Some, you know, some are in fascinating, some are flops because you're kind of like, I really don't want to explore the city, but well, some of them not, not all cities are equal. Some of them exactly. are clearly or skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no offense to any other cities. I mean, I do come from New York. So there is that kind of that really strong bias about <laughs> exactly. what a city is. Yeah, exactly. So if you tell me you're a city and you close by five, everything that's not a city, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's, but yeah, that's, so that's like my, my goal. My goal really is just like 
be kind, really decrease the amount of technology I expose myself to because I did notice that my social media usage did increase a lot last year. I was noticing that I was kind of ADHD with it. Like if I was literally sitting on my couch, not doing anything for five seconds, I'd be on TikTok or checking Pinterest or looking at Etsy or looking at Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I need to be entertained all the time. Like, what am I doing to myself? If I wasn't doing that. I was watching something on Netflix. And so I was like, I need to unplug. So I am going to try to put a leash on myself in those things and say, I can do social media and apps for this amount of time. And then that's it. And I'm going to try to focus more on like reading a physical book, uh, doing embroidery, which I do from time to time, sketching or drawing, or just going outside and just getting a different energy. Cause I think becoming dependent on technology mm-hmm. is not good for your brain overall, especially over time. <laughs> um, and as we get older, I mean, maybe do my family does have dementia in the lineage down the line. So I just need to keep my brain active. So getting those books for like crosswords and, you know, search words and those mathematical things help to keep your brain kind of functioning. Yeah. Help. You have to like learn new hobbies. They say is the best thing because then you start creating new connections in your brain. Yeah. So picking up a language, learning how to knit, like physical things that get your brain thinking are the best for what I've read. That's why I have learned Portuguese on my list <laughs> this year too. It's important, it's important to do those things because if you don't stimulate them, you're going to become a boring vegetable and then you're going to have ADHD for real. So anybody out there who is thinking about, oh, it's New Year's, have New Year's resolutions, just try to think more outside the box. Don't kind of fall into that trap of, I have to lose weight and get that beach body by, you know, June or else. Like, don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. If you want to join a one month challenge, or you want to do a push-up challenge, you want to do like a no carb challenge, you can just be cognizant, like make it feasible for yourself. Cause if you're going to give yourself this goal and it's unattainable, cause it's super hard, it's going to become a failure. And then you're going to have a negative connotation for that. And so instead of setting yourself up for that, just take it day by day and work towards the goal slowly. You'll get there. I'm going to try and run a 5k this year <laughs> again, virtually. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I just want to be able to run 3.1 miles. It doesn't have to be like a formal race. I mean, back in the day, I was able to run like six miles. I don't know how that happened, but (laughs) I'm going to try and do that again. Actually, I was able to run like um, three miles, not too long ago. I remember like two or three years ago, I was able to do it or something like that. It's doable. It's that's a doable goal. I've done it in the past. I'm just not a consistent runner. I don't know. It's like getting, getting out the door. Like I hate the process of getting dressed to go exercise, to be honest with you. That's really what deters me because I'm just very comfy. And then you have to put on like cold clothes. <laughs> I don't want to put on cold clothes and go outside. I don't mind being outside in the cold. I want my clothes to be warm. I should get mm-hmm. one of those towel warmers and put my exercise clothes in there, pull them out when they're all toasty and get dressed. I also only like to really exercise early in the morning too, but that's also the time that I need to do everything else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm most, <laughs> I'm most, efficient with everything I need to do between the hours of like eight and noon. So if I can't do every single thing between those, the rest of the day, it's like the motivation, like teeters way off, like come two o'clock. I'm like, I got to take a nap. I'm done. I don't want to do anything else. So if I can't, healthy, as long as you keep it within that 30 minute time frame. any more than that, it's not healthy. I just, I am a morning person and I can't do anything afternoon. I'm just like, once lunch is done, I'm like, can I clock out? I'm good. I'm good. Good. 
That's the circadian rhythm, though. You're more of the early bird. See, I'm like opposite. I'm not really like the late, late bird, but I'm more of the like, you probably are 6 a.m., right? So I'm more. I get up at 6 a.m. naturally. Yeah, see, that's you. So you're, it's almost like you're a military person, but you're not. But like for me, my natural is 8.39. Oh, God, no, I'm already, I've slept in. If I wake up at like 8.30, I'm like, I am late. I get this horrible feeling of anxiety, but then again, my job for getting to work, I used to wake up at four 30 in the morning. And so now I get to sleep in and wake up around six, but I don't get up out of bed because Michael doesn't have to get up until later. So I usually kind of just like butts around on TikTok <laughs> for a little bit, or I'll get up early and feed the animals. That's what I'm trying to do too. I'm trying to tweak my circadian rhythm naturally in a nice way to nudge it, to kind of wake up maybe like at least seven. So that's a little bit more normal for me, which I've been doing well with that. I think the latest I woke up today was like 8.25, but mostly I've been waking up around like 7.30, which is good or earlier. Like I think during the week, sometimes if I know I have to go to work, I'm awake before the alarm clock. So I'm usually wake at six o'clock or five, I have to be up by 5.30 or 6.30. So I'm already up half an hour before and I'm like ready to go for the day. But I think my body knows when I have a day off. So it's kind of like, you can wait till eight. You can sleep in. So I had my days off. My body was always like, hey, it's 4.30. You should be awake. And I say, I hate you. (laughs) You you like to work out in the morning. That's your body saying it's good to go. For me, I'm the opposite. I can be busy all day, but I still have the buzz going on. So I love to work out at night because that helps me wind down. Because once I work out at night and do a 15-minute workout, take a shower. I'm already half like, I'm just going to go to sleep now. I am still working out at night. Like I hate it. I hate it. Like I just half, I half ass it the whole time. I'm just like, I hate it. I tried when I had a gym membership, I tried to go after work around like eight and I wanted to die. That was like, no, thank you. Peloton. I can exercise like 5am get it done. Boom. (laughs) Exactly. Work out with the, it's a guy named Cody that, that guy's funny. Okay. He's really yeah, funny. I've done stuff with him on the app, the Peloton app, and he's hilarious. He's really funny. Oh, I totally understand why people are really into that guy. He's hilarious. He makes exercising funny. Yeah. Better than the guy. Remember the guy I used to have? Like, get out there, go, go. I like a military style. I don't want to be yelled at <laughs> when I'm exercising. I need someone to crack jokes so I can be distracted. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm like, I can go harder. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. No, I don't need that. <laughs> Be gentle with me. Yeah, exactly. And that's the goal. I think whatever works for you, do it. And one of the things I am experimenting with as well is um, they say journaling is very healthy for you. If that's something you like or you're into to kind of help with any sort of anxiety or just organizing your life or just something for fun. So I am experimenting with the bullet journal idea and I'm tweaking it more to my style because of the way I am. Um, as a person, as an artist, as an Aquarius, <laughs> I like to be very free and I don't really follow any sort of construct out there. So if anybody's into astrology, I think you know that. So I like to kind of flow as I go and do what I feel without having to have someone tell me like, this page has to be that. Number two has to be this. Number three has to be that. Like, no, I have to do it. Just I got to feel the vibes and do it. I love the bullet journals. I follow a bullet journal hashtag on Instagram. And I really love people's like pages. I love watching them draw their pages out. I did try a bullet journal like back in the day. It's fun. I'm just not much of a draw drawing person. So for me, I always felt pressure. I'm like, this looks ugly. I can't do this. I can't. I wish I could draw so I could be more creative and make these pretty beautiful pages that I see on Instagram and stuff. 
So I gave that up, but I just turned it into something else. Pet journal. I like the idea of a planner. I have a digital planner on my laptop, which isn't as fun and pretty, but whatever gets the job done. But the one and only time that I bought a planner was in the year 2020. So like, I was like, oh, yay, I have a planner for this year. Planned out a whole bunch of stuff. March, 2020, everything stopped. So I was like, okay, this planner's garbage now. Bye. <laughs> I just love getting a planner in high school. I still see my, my favorite. Yes, I loved it. Yes, I could put all my fun stuff in here, like homework assignments, you know, club meetings. <laughs> like oh yeah, I loved my high school planner. It was so, it you was like- came with stickers? One of mine came with stickers one time. I was so excited. I don't think ours came with stickers ever, yeah. but they were like branded for the school. They were red and white. And they had all these extra pages that you could fill out. I love that. I would do anything to have my high school planner, like that style planner. I don't know why it seems so boring and basic, but I would love to have that back. And I'm surprised I never ended up saving any of them. I don't have any of them. I had like six years of high school planners and I never kept one. You know, the last day of school is like garbage bag. <laughs> like I do the purge. Like I have, that's where me and my husband come into conflict. I'm a person that we're both Aquariuses, but we're different types. I'm a January, he's a February. But I'm a person like when I'm done with something and fully done, it is in the garbage and I'm done with it. I move on and I get rid of it. So I'm, I'm more than happy to like clear it out, make space for something new, minimalistic style. And he he's the other one that's very like this journal I wrote in, I must keep it because it means something to me, even though it's five years old. <laughs> I just, well, I kind of keep things and I don't keep things. And I don't know why I keep certain things versus others. Like I have notes from high school from my friends that just talk about like nonsense. So I don't know why I kept those versus not keeping my planners. Those also had like notes and just dumb stuff in it. But I kept this note from my friend. What's her face talking about like, oh, did you see this girl? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I would keep that versus keeping my planners. And I still have it because I'm not throwing it away now. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why I have these. Like, for example, my, I don't have any of my yearbooks from any of my schools. I literally cut out only the pictures that had me in it. And then I burned the rest of the books. I wow. like, I don't well, I have my elementary school yearbook <laughs> and I have my high school yearbook. And that's it. I don't know why you would have so many yearbooks. First of all, I only got two. I still have those. Intermediate in high school. I had three. Oh, well, I didn't because we went to elementary school up to sixth grade and then it was seven to 12. I never had that's intermediate. That's why we had high school. I had that full high school girl experience at 12. That's why you're so much more mature than I am. Immature. No, I don't know. They used to have a middle school back in the day in that district. My mom went to it and then they closed it at some point. People so got too wild. I don't know why. It was just went to high school, which I think is terrifying. You've got like 12 year olds with like 17, 18 year olds in the same environment. It's freaky. School like that. I think I remember like someone recently saying and at work, I would love to be 10 years old again and just stay 10 because I don't have to pay bills. I can just pick my choice, hang out with my friends. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have a choice in what you do. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You can do homework for the rest of your life. Like, I don't have homework going home from work. I just go home. <laughs> there's a lot of movement now for like not giving kids homework and I got a lot of detention back in elementary school because I would refuse to do homework because I said there was like one teacher I said straight up I was like if you can't teach me everything in eight hours that's on you oh my God. and I got detention for that yeah I would get detention all the time in elementary school because I didn't want to do homework this is my time I am out of school this is my time Personal space, already setting boundaries, see? Setting boundaries. I mean, granted, I didn't do this in high school. I did all my homework and did everything I was supposed to, but 
when I was a child, I was very much like, I just want to play and run around the neighborhood. This is my free time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You're not (laughs) cutting into my free time. I think that's true because as adults, I think maybe there's a transitional period that we're not aware of that we are children don't care about homework. And then at some point where we know it's important, we have to do it. And then we don't really talk back or fight back unless you're, you're extremely lazy as a personality. You kind of click in to what society says you should do and it stays with you and you leave because you're always expected, like you're in high school now, take everything seriously, you have to go to college. You're in college now, take everything seriously, you're gonna get a job. You have a job now, do everything your, job, your boss says, you're gonna get paid. And then we're scared to talk back, you know? And then we're stuck in a position where like, I've been doing a job I hated for 20 years. And then you're like, what do I do? And then midlife crisis occurs. So, you know. Do you remember in high school when your teacher's like, your college professors aren't going to be like so easy on you, blah, blah, blah. I literally walked into college and they were like, I don't care if you come to class. They you really don't. Come, you fail. I'm not, I'm not going to go to your dorm room and hunt you down and come to class. Yeah. They There's did no not care. Kidding. They didn't care. I was like, you know, high school did not give me a realistic expectation of college. They should have just been like, listen, they don't care what you do. If you don't do the work, that's on you. All I remember when I was in college, my motivation for going to classes in college was I calculated how much money I would waste if I missed like classes. Same. So I would try, I mean, I would miss maybe like one or two classes a semester because I was just like sick or just like tired or I had something else more important to do, like finishing a paper or something. But I would calculate like, oh, this is like $300 down the drain right now. Mm -hmm. My parents' money, I got to (laughs) go. I kind of get up and just, pull myself together and get the class. I think that's the difference now between, like you said, millennials and those that come after us because there is a sense of responsibility and there was also that regimented system that we were kind of growing up, raised in. So we do have that sense of responsibility, which probably makes us so anxious and, you know, depressed at times. We feel trapped and very, I have nothing else I can do. I'm stuck. So I think we have to kind of unlearn that a little bit, but not take it so far as the Gen Zers that I feel like maybe they're a little bit more sensitive than us in certain ways. I don't think Gen Z is sensitive. I feel like they're very lucky. You know, they get to grow up in this world where they can now like, because of the pandemic, especially like create their own, like, I'm not going to take this nonsense that has been like established for a while. Like, why do I have to like be paid like $7 an hour and work myself up this whole food chain, knowing that I'm perfectly skilled. I mean, they get to kind of like change things. And I really, it's very exciting. I wouldn't say they're more sensitive. I think they're just like not tolerant of that sort of like certain things that we're saying, you know, I actually, this reminds me, I listened to a podcast. I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about how, like, do you remember back in high school when you would say something like, Oh, this is gay. That's gay. Like very negative. Mm And now you would never do that because people are just like, no, you cannot use that as because it's, because it's so negative. And I feel like Gen Z, especially, they're just like, no, you can't say these things. You can't do these things just because you always have think you can, it's not appropriate. And you can, and they get to be themselves more, which is nice. I, I've never had like a transgendered student growing up in my high school. That child would be bullied beyond belief. And now it's like, oh, that's fine. That's great. Which is really nice. It's really great for the kids growing up. So I don't think they're more sensitive. I think they're just less tolerant of the nonsense that has been able to proliferate for decades, really. Well, we'll see how long it takes for that to proliferate into society and politics in order to change things for the better. 
I hope uh, it happens soon. <laughs> exactly. But hopefully this podcast has entertained you guys a bit and made you a little nostalgic for the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because um, we do have a lot of great things coming down the pipeline for this coming year. We do have a book that we're going to talk about that I, um, I recently read called The Pain Gap, which is very interesting novel oh it's not a novel but it's a you know nonfiction piece which is really good it's about um the healthcare system and how you know women are not listened to in terms of pain which is very interesting um <clears throat> I am a feminist in many ways and this book really opened my eyes to some things that I was ignorant to um in a lot of ways and grateful to have learned because I do have um women in my life that may or may not have experienced this whether they told me or not um my mother-in-law is African-American. So knowing that African-Americans are listened to far less than um, light-skinned women and Latinas is like that is upsetting to know like how much they can die from it. So it's a very interesting book. We're gonna talk about, you know, that. We're also gonna talk about self-care and what that means <clears throat> coming down the pipeline as well because self-care is super important going into this, I guess, what, second, third-ish year? I guess we would call it third term of COVID yeah. um, universe. And how we can all try to take care of ourselves in little ways to make the world better for ourselves and try to hopefully keep the, keep ourselves and family members safe, but also like enriching ourselves in a good way. And then we also have an interview with one of a friend of ours who also works in the veterinary industry and how she worked her, towards her goal of becoming specialized in her field in order to enrich her, herself in the work area. Because think we can become complacent if we stay in one area and think we cannot reach or earn a goal that we think is unattainable, but we can, and then what it takes to get that goal and then how we feel in the end of it. So I think it's very important too. So January is all about how we can empower ourselves, make ourselves better and, you know, pull true to our new year's resolutions without being mean to ourselves. Like we're going to get that goal. We're going to do it. And it comes through understanding patience and taking care of yourself. So hopefully you guys will join us on this adventure and see what else we have in store for you down the line oh i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited too i mean it sounded very like <laughs> dun 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 but it's true it sounds like all that but it's gonna be super fun i think we have a lot of good things and if you guys want to catch us on our instagram you can catch us on cat at catnip and chill pod we have a lot of fun stuff there um you get to see our faces if you want to see some pictures of us online you get to see some of our kids, our kitty cats. And then I think eventually we're going to debut your new dog, Shell. Yeah, I have to get some footage of Bo. He's he's not the most photogenic dog. <laughs> I mean, because he always looks so sad in all of his pictures. But he is slowly coming out of his shell. I'm still trying to figure out, I need this dog to eat. Like, he's the pickiest eater. He only wants to eat, like, boiled chicken. He wants a hammer. <laughs> no, like, he wants potato chips. He's had potato chips. But he doesn't want to eat the dog food that I've offered. So we actually just went and bought four cans of some food to see what he wants to eat. Like, I just want him to eat, but he's like, always looks sad and like depressed, but he's coming out of a shell. It takes you time. Name Eeyore. I should have named him Eeyore. No, no. Eeyore. <laughs> we gave him something fancy, Beaumont, but he's coming out of a shell. Hopefully we get more photogenic and then I can take some cute pictures of him. We took him hiking yesterday. Thanks. He met some dogs and some children, which he really liked. Baby steps for Beaumont. He's a rescue, so we have to be patient and kind with him, just like ourselves. We're all dealing with stuff. <laughs> we are all dealing with stuff in our own ways. We have to be that, what is it they say? I'm going to interpret it wrong. But all I know is like we're that lily right now that's in the dirt with the slowly 
you know, grow towards the surface, towards the light and become that blossom, you know? You think I'm just in a bunch of dirt right now. Okay. And we're just sitting <laughs> in the dirt, hanging out with the catfishes. <laughs> Well, at least I have my champagne in the dirt. It's fine. I'm almost on my second, finishing my second glass. Yay. And I, I made a, one of my goals, which I will share on social media too. Not that I'm a big drinker, but I'm going to say after today, my last glass, I'm going to do a dry January after today. Oh yeah. This is the last alcohol. We're doing dry January in this house too. But since we didn't do a toast, cause I was tired last night. Yeah. That's the same thing. This is my toast. So after this, no more alcohol for the rest of the month. Yeah, so you heard it. We're going on a dry challenge for January. So you guys can join us if you want to. If you don't, that's okay. You know, everybody has their journey. Just don't over drink. It's not good for your liver. Everything in moderation. Stay healthy. And don't drink and drive. Thank you. Yes, don't drink and drive. Use seatbelts for your animals (laughs) and children. Everybody. Yes. Well, thanks for joining. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.